Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Cajun Cannon, the preseason is over, and I am joyous. Even though it was a 17-13 Houston Texans win over the black and gold, Cajun Cannon, give us your take on the action that we got to see today. Well, you know, you always uh, witness sometimes history, even though it's um, it doesn't really matter if you win or lose because the preseason game, you're evaluating the talent. But uh, we're going to have to worry about um, – the Saints going undefeated in preseason. So, uh, you know, we've never gone undefeated in preseason. Um, actually, we're the only NFL team. Y- you would think there'd be maybe two or three teams. No, but the Saints are the only team that is not going undefeated in the exhibition season. Now, you look at uh, the Texans, you know, they just came on board in the 21st century, 2002. But we've played them like 12 times. In, uh, in the preseason, it's been kind of a 50-50 ordeal. It was 5-6. Now we have five wins and seven losses in the postseason. What I'm really encouraged, you know one thing I'm really encouraged by is that um, like kind of setting the tone from the get-go. Now, can we do this against the Titans? You know, three games in a row, we've uh, forced a three and out on the opening possession. Boy, can that, so hopefully that continues. You know, you want to get the crowd into the game. There's nothing like the defense coming up. But I guess, you know, it would be better than a three and out. If on the first possession we had a scoop and score or pick six or maybe just get a turnover. You know, and you, then all of a sudden you're flipping the field and you got the field position. Uh, and uh, that'd be about the only thing better to set the tone, especially get the crowd, uh, the Huda Nation, on, on your side from the get-go uh, come September 10th against the Titans. But – Three games in a row, we forced a three and out. I think um, I heard Hoss mention this. I think it continued to grow throughout the game. This number might be a little off, but I know it's around there. It's well over double digits. 13 times uh, this preseason uh, that we forced a three and out. So you figure, man, if we doing that, um, you know, like four to five times a game and a game that counts, boy, even just playing at a high level, it all comes into what we've done on third down. Uh, the Saints have been, uh, this is about as good as it gets. We almost was there, but not quite. They were only five of 16, 31%, but we were only giving up uh, 28.5%. So that's about right. If we can stay in the high 20s, like 27 to 32, somewhere around there, uh, that's a good third down defense and we'll be getting and forcing a lot of points, getting the opponent off the field and forcing a lot of points. Um, the one thing we were outstanding, you know, look at special teams, we always expect to win. That, you know, we have a guy like JT Gray, and, you know, we're playing a lot of different people, but you still look at the schemes. And um, looking at that, we were only giving up 
3.3 yards of punt return, which is outstanding. You know, you never want to give up nine yards or more in a punt return. We gave up like a 10-yard average. So uh, that's something they'll pay attention to detail. Compared to what we did against the Chiefs and the 49ers, uh, the Texans got some return yardage on us in the, um, in the punt return game. Now, as far as um, I wanted to go three straight games, can we be on the plus side to turnover margin? But um, well, we didn't. We had a chance for one takeaway, you know, with, uh, with Malcolm Rocha forcing that fumble. Uh, that was nice. That was uh, hopefully when we do that against the Titans, the ball bounces our way. But if you look at it, we were minus two for the game, but we still plus two for the preseason. So that's a positive note. They always say we are a creature of habits, and we need some good habits as far as being on that plus side. And uh, that was a big, big reason why I always say this. We were minus seven last year because uh, 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 we were minus, we were uh, only seven wins last year because we were a minus eleven. Now, how about this? The, they paid attention to detail, and I don't know. I think it's a combination of what kind of uh, official officiating crew you have, about how many flags they throw. I kind of like this kind of crew. They only threw seven penalties uh, the whole game. Now, they called five against the Texans, 45 yards, only two against the Saints for 15. And we came into the game, in two games, we had 23 penalties for 222 yards. That is not winning football. But that, that's a big positive, uh, having only two penalties with 15. But I would even take what the Texans had. If you were getting about four or five, like 45, 50 yards, I still think uh, that that's a very high winning football. Uh, now looking at um, what's not good and was kind of deceptive was our rush defense. Because, you know, we got to get a whole lot better with our run defense. You know, we were concerned with that because the very first game we played Derrick Henry. So, you know, he's going to be running downhill. So uh, th- that's when you better pack a lunch. But, you know, we were getting up a 5.2-yard average. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, you're not stopping nobody. But that was like kind of the quarterback scrambles and the runs. Well, uh, we can't use that as an excuse uh, why the, uh, the Texans had success running the football. They didn't average 5.2, but just the running backs – they had uh, 31 attempts, but averaged 4.2. Uh, so that was winning football. Now, I thought overall uh, that was a little deceptive uh, because Hayner had two rushes uh, for 32 yards, uh, and then we ended up averaging 4.3 yards a run uh, as a group, and that's because of Hayner. But coming into the game, we only averaged 2.9, which is no, that's you're not helping out the quarterback or the offense. Uh, C.J. Strada, I thought he looked poised out there. Um, he, he didn't have as good as quarterback rating as James Winston. Now, uh, C.J. Stroud's quarterback rating was right at 100, uh, but James Winston was 104.4, so 104.5, basically. No, I, I thought James was really uh, poised. I thought this was his best game compared to what he's done even in, um, in a number of practices or even against the Chiefs. Uh, and even against the Chargers, I, I, I thought he he did a fine job out there being 11 of 16, 93 yards, and a touchdown to Jimmy Graham, and really relying on uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, that's, I, mean, I like it when they're going to have both maybe Jimmy Graham and Jawan Johnson in the game at the same time when you're setting up a game plan. But Jimmy Graham, for instance, uh, four targets, three catches, had that long gain of 25 and that nice touchdown. Talk about making a contested catch. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, uh, Steve, I agree with you inducing everybody. Uh, why in the hell are we throwing the ball so much to Lucas Kroll? Look, I, I know he produced at times, 
Uh, but we had 15 targets. No, uh, you need to put that at least like maybe nine or ten, and you need to um, Hainer needed to spread the ball around to, uh, to other receivers. No, uh, Hainer looked very uh, very rookieish out there. He did not look poised like maybe he's looked in in practice. He was too dialed in, maybe hitting crawl. You know, he didn't hit that running back at the end of the game, get the first down because there's still a lot of time left for you to take a shot at the end zone and uh, possibly win the game. But that's why. You know, a couple of interceptions, and that's one reason why we went from plus four to only plus two, because uh, hit two interceptions. His quarterback rating was only uh, 36. So I just look at that. It's not even no competition. You know, you go by what happens on the field, and, and right now it is Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and uh, Hayner. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, Hayner's competing with Jameis Winston to be the backup. No, that that is definitely uh, not the case where we're at. I thought Shaq Davis, even though he's had a strong – showing at the end of a training camp and how uh, not so much this game. Now, they didn't block for him on that one jet sweep, but he had six targets, only two catches. I thought one catch is a little behind him, but I've seen him uh, make that catch. So, really, I look at A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis. They're both in competition with one another. Well, uh, A.T. Perry got targeted four times, Shaq Davis six, and then Perry had three catches to Shaq Davis's uh, only, only two catches. And then looking at uh, was also as far as from a defensive perspective, and I, I thought this was outstanding, that uh, if you look uh, like uh, Nephi Sewell, okay, because like who are you competing with? Because it's all about, uh, you know, I don't. I, I, listen, if Jalen Smith don't make the team, I, I, I would be surprised. I mean, whether he's contributing on special teams or not. I know I've talked to Jeff about this. And But the reason why, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers, he led the team in unassisted tackles. He led the team in combined tackles. And he's the only one that had two tackles for a loss. And you look at Nephi Su, who I think is uh, competing with DeMarco Jackson. Nephi Su uh, was tied with uh, Jalen Smith with five total tackles. But more importantly, you know what he did? He was tied for the lead in special teams tackles. So you look at Nephi Su and Howden, you know, the rookie out of Minnesota, they both had two special team tackles uh, unassisted. So uh, that goes a long way when you're evaluating the back end and the depth, who's going to make the team. I thought, um, look, uh, uh, Foskey, uh, uh, look, we took some good notes on Foskey uh, tonight. If you look at it, he had two total tackles. He had a sack. He had a quarterback hurry, a tackle for loss. Maybe the, the, the light might be clicking upstairs and he might be, all of a sudden, understanding more of the concepts. Lelos continues to get involved. Uh, he had two sacks just like Foskey, but he also had a sack, a quarterback hurry, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, but looking at uh, the DeMarco Jackson and Sewell, like I was saying, Sewell had two unassisted special teams tackles, but DeMarco Jackson had an unassisted and an assist. So I guess they both had two, but uh, Sewell was more the tackling machine, five tackles to only two. Uh, now, I bet a lot of people didn't guess this. You know, right now, because, you know, who's hurt and who's not? And you look, okay, it's all about opportunity. And uh, how many tackles do you have, like, in special teams? How do you contribute? Like, you know, you can do any tackles for a loss. You can do uh, quarterback hurries, hits, sacks, everything. Okay, Ryan uh, Conley. Okay, we know he has been out. He was leading everyone and uh, with seven. Uh, you know, coming into this game. Well, and he didn't play. So, you know, it was crazy for the preseason. Um, 
I got to double check this, but like I, I think Malcolm Roach, uh, Malcolm Roach, and um, is, is tied uh, with Ryan Conley as far as with uh, seven total tackles. So uh, Malcolm Roach has definitely improved his game where he's at. He ended up with a sack, and like I said, a one unassisted tackle, and then a quarterback hurry. And he's the one that forced the fumble. It was too bad that the ball uh, then bounced on our behalf. But uh, the preseason is over. It is over. It looks like we came out relatively healthy. I think we all witnessed that uh, Jimmy Graham still has a lot left in the tank. And he's still uh, he's highly spirited. Like, uh, he's not just going through the motions. He wants to be out there, and he's playing with a lot of passion. So uh, good for Jimmy Graham. Uh, so I'd have to say, uh, I don't know, when – because I look at Lucas Crow, isn't he the only receiver in the preseason to have over 100 yards receiving? You know, you would think we play so many and we spread the ball around. But um, so, so Crow, you can give him the game ball, Steve. But I think a fan favorite, uh, Jimmy Graham, since he did catch that touchdown and, uh, and bounce back, you know, four targets, uh, three catches, uh, that's pretty impressive. And um, the one thing I would say, though, you know, when you're trying to make a team, this kind of bugged me. And I and I, I, I man, he's a homeboy from Lutcher, like Kirkland. When they got you back there returning punts, man, you go. You got to be overly aggressive. You can't be fair catching. He fair caught that ball. There wasn't nobody within seven yards of him. Man, you got to almost take the attitude of old school Clarence Verdan or, or something. When he was at Atlanta and the, and the Colts, fair catch. <laughs> There's no such thing. You know, like uh, who? You know, Pac-Man Jones was like that. You remember right, Pac-Man yeah. Jones? A fair catch. I'm never gonna fair catch. Well, that's kind of make a play. That's kind of attitude you want. Where now you can't fumble the ball on the punt. Obviously, <laughs> look at that debacle when it almost uh, came about. But anyway, that's when I don't know if you understand uh, that how crucial it is and and to catch the coach's eye, and you think about the game and the score and everything. No, that's when you want I'm man, I'm running this back. I'm taking it to the house. And I can see, I think Deuce even mentioned it, that, come on, you got you got a fair catch. No, they weren't even close to you. Yeah, so, there was nobody even. Yeah, you have to be overly aggressive. But that, that's something, um, obviously, LSU, you know, Lutcher, you're cheering for him. But uh, so I'm sure the coaches will tell them that, yeah, look, you got to be more aggressive if you have that opportunity again, especially when, um, you know, no one. And even if somebody would have been around you, so what? Uh, you know, you're trying to make a play because you're tr- trying to uh, win the game. Now, I think he's covered. I never really seen him in practice even bobble the ball. He's always caught the ball smoothly. So I was just a little disappointed he wasn't more aggressive when that punt returned. Bobby's rant on the point after brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. We're going to take a break for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. And who does? Let's hear from you. Me and Bobby will be here till 1 a.m. taking your calls on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line 504 260 1870. Sound off on the Saints preseason finale on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Saints go down in the preseason finale, 17-13 to the Houston Texans. They wrap up the preseason with a 2-1 record. No perfect preseason play for the black and gold, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Rod Walker from the Times-Picayune tweeting out a useless stat here to wrap up the preseason, but only two teams in NFL history have gone undefeated in the preseason and gone on to win a Super Bowl. That was 2003, the New England Patriots, and 2013, the Seattle Seahawks. Other than that, there's been no other team that's gone perfect in the preseason going on to win the bowl. So not that big of a deal here. We're going to check in on, exactly. our, on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. While our hoodats are all lined up, you can give a call or text us. 504-260-1870. The captain in Pensacola Beach first up. You've been hanging on. How you doing, Cap? All right, buddy. How are you guys doing tonight? All, all right. Uh, well, you you, uh, you hanging on the beach tonight? You in Pensacola or you at the game? No, I was in Pensacola Beach, Bobby. You don't want to come out here. I'll, I'll tell you something. After 100 degrees in, in two months, it's going to be 60 degrees, and we're all going to be wearing jackets because <laughs> it's 40 degrees lower than what we're used to. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, 100 to 60, that's a drastic change, and you almost your body's shocked. So. But what do you think of the game tonight? I thought it was a really good game. What I'm going to try to do here is put the preseason to bed. I'm going to ask you a question, then okay. I'm going to come back to it. But my first question to you, Bobby, is this. How many pro bowlers – would you say are on our starting lineup? Okay, again, of the um, okay, okay, Ryan Ramchek. I'm just gonna go who's obviously in my head. Ryan Ramchek, uh, Cam Jarn, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Demario Davis. Okay, now let me look across the line. I would say McCoy is a very good center, uh, but maybe I wouldn't put um, like a Max Unger when he was always amongst the best in the conversation. Uh, wide receiver, I think Chris Olave could be uh, that weapon. Um, running back, obviously Alvin Kamara, but he won't be available the first three games. So that, there's a lot of like that's a lot of Pro Bowlers. And now look, Honey Badger maybe when he was younger. I don't know about right now. Him and Marcus May gotta put more skins on the wall together. Uh, but definitely Demaro Davis um, and Cam. Jordan. I don't see no one else on the D line besides you know Cam Jordan. Do you think Warner could slip into that Pro Bowl selection? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we still got to see it, and, and can he be as consistent? Can he stay healthy as too, right? Davis. But I'm talking about guys that really stand out. You talk mm-hmm. around the NFL, they don't know who in the hell Pete Warner is. They know who Demaro <laughs> Davis should is this year. No, I, they might know after this year, right? But I'm saying they know who Cam Jordan is. 
They know DeMario <laughs> Davies. They know who's Marshawn Lattimore. They know Ryan Ramchak. They know Alvin Kamara. Uh, I was naming the obvious ones that all teams were like, you know how when you know how they picked the all-star game, LeBron, and all, like, oh, I want this player, I want that player. Yeah, yeah, yeah th- that would be the, like the first ones that would go up the list. And uh, maybe potentially like young Chris Olave. Right. So I guess the point I'm trying to make, Bobby, is to, to set the table for the year, you've got this all-star, all-pros at every position group. You've got a couple, maybe a couple, Hall of Famers. You've got a very easy schedule, the easiest, according to Bobby, the easiest schedule it we've is. ever seen. In, in history You've of the Saints franchise. You've got Derek Carr. Right. Dennis Allen. You know, we have given this man everything that he could possibly ask for. The NFC is weak. That, that's Bobby, a true statement. Is, that's a true statement. If we don't win this division, go to the playoffs, could you please, please, for God's sake, it's a Dennis Allen thing. That's the one thing that. Oh yeah, a captain, the ca- a captain Dennis Allen knows that he knows he has to win, and I think he's very confident that uh, he will win, but but he knows, no, it, it's not it's not like, uh, and and even if they didn't have the high expectation like the Who That Nation has for the Saints, you almost um, you know six at least six coaches sometimes seven or eight get fired a- a- every year. No, he has to get the double-digit wins. And you might say, well, what if nine wins get in the playoffs? Well, you don't even want to because then you're hovering around 500. You, you want to be 10 wins plus. There's no excuse. And I think as Dennis Allen, how the team respects him, and, and you know, Demario Davis talked about we want to play for Dennis Allen. We really like Dennis Allen. Well, you know how you help Dennis Allen be your coach uh, uh, in the future? You got to win. And then he can be your coach, and you're comfortable with that coach, and you feel like you're growing. And the same thing uh, on that perspective, how they respect Dennis Allen, I think, right now. And also how Derek Carr goes, the Saints are going to go. If Derek Carr plays, I think, to his ability, they're going to win the NFC South. I don't know if they're going to win, like, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. That would be some upsets. But there's no reason. If you look at all the NFC teams – Okay, let's say I, you don't think they're amongst the best. Well, they're at least like five or six, right? Right, which is good enough for the postseason. It, it, yes, exactly. So <laughs> I'm like, even if you try and be critical of the Saints and you look at the, all the NFC and go, and this is even even from a national perspective, they're putting the Saints in that number because just like almost a process elimination, not that they, they think the Saints are so awesome. They just look at the NFC, how down it is compared like to the AFC. Want to hear from you on the Oaken Heart Jewelers talking text line Night Owls 504-260-1870. Back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this. Welcome back into the point after the Saints, a 17-13 loser to the Houston Texans. That's the bad news. The good news, preseason play is over, and in two weeks, we're going to be talking Saints versus the Tennessee Titans in week one's Home opener, season opener in the Caesar Superdome. Cajun Cannon, before we get to the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, I know you're surprised about one player at least who was a DMP today. Yeah, uh, why didn't Trevor Penning play? He's not good enough not to play. I mean, what has he proven? Now, look, now I know he was the only starter to play last week, plus the, plus the you know good two days of work against the Chargers, and he played in the game. He was the only starter to play, and I thought uh, at least – you know, play a, a series or two because when I look at right now, to me, 
two guys, uh, both Derek Carr and Trevor Penning. Uh, if you look, and you'd say Trevor Penning as much as Carr, that you look on the roster, will be under the microscope. Uh, those two guys are, I think, like one and two when you look at what's going to come about. But he only played in six games last season, and I, I thought this sort of, I don't know, just play a series. And it'll be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to have success against the Titans unless they help him out. Now, you can't help him out all the time because then they can figure out what you're doing and they'll utilize stunts. But they'll have to – that's where the game plan, the coach comes in, where they'll have to chip with the back or use the tight end before he releases in the pass route to help out Trevor Penny. Because the one thing – and I've, I've said this, I think I said this about two weeks ago, because, you know, you do a little homework. And, uh, you know, our offensive line, you know, we look at pro football focus. Steve, what, like our offensive line is ranked like 25th. Right. And that, that to me, that's about right right now. Well, the very first game, the Titans – and you think the great Derrick Henry, their offensive line is ranked dead last. So when I'm looking at that and reading about how they come to these conclusions, I'm thinking, <laughs> man, I think I'll def- that'll be interesting to see who's going to create turnovers or whatever because I think I'll D-line is going to whoop the Titans' uh, O-line, and I think their D-line is going to whip our O-line. So I think it's, I think the D-lines will dominate the first Trench game. fest on, on Trench the opener. Trench fest, huh? and then – you know, can you get those yards after the catch? The ball's coming out, and who can protect the football? That that's all going to come into play. But um, you know, when you look at that, that we stopped the run tonight, no. But uh, you have to look at who's playing too, and uh, you know who who you're counting on. Like um, Malcolm Roach is the only one that is going to be like in that rotation when you're thinking of the guys who will be playing against the Titans, and they wouldn't even. They went street clothes, the ones that we counting on. So. Right, most of the Saints studs yeah. on the yeah. defensive side of the bowl. Yeah, were that's not what in I'm there. saying. So, but uh, I don't know what the over and under is going to be in that um, game between the Titans and the uh, and the Saints and the line. But I like I, I just think that both offensive lines will struggle in that game. Now it's two weeks away. Uh, but uh, that's my kind of prediction right now. Right now, the Saints are currently three-and-a-half-point favorites for the season opener. That sounds about right, yeah. Field goal, yeah. You got yeah. that, what is it, two points basically for being the home team? Yeah, and, and, I, yeah, and, yeah, and, and I would say that um, like a 24-20 game or something like that. Saints win 24-20. to I was going to say, let's just not hope that all of a sudden Blake Groupies in a Titans uniform lining up for a 47-yard game winner but, but in the Superdome. Because the Titans are looking for a kicker, <laughs> right, right? exactly. Oh, don't, don't the irony that. of that. Oh, that's a nightmare. What? Uh, the Titans pick up Groupie? He was just kicking a 50-yard for us uh, two weeks ago, and now he's kicking against us? <laughs> We've seen weirder things happen. Yeah, yeah. So, But uh, the, the one thing, I know still two weeks away, uh, but uh, you understand where I'm coming up from who's going to win in the trenches because I hope that's the case for our D-line because if we can stop Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill can't utilize play action, I know our DBs we're going to have success against Tannehill. Coming back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this break. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Welcome back into the point after you just heard the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line 504 260 1870. Gonna hit that right after the break, out the break, I mean, and go to Mac online too. What you got for is the return of the Mac. You still there, Mac? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, Mag, what you got, man? Hey, uh, Bobby, I want to ask you about the tight ends because you you kind of was dog and crawl, and he had a big game, boy. Woo! Well, he could have had a bigger game if he would uh, catch the ball and not – he still thinks he's in college. Like Deuce said, he had, he had two catches, if not three catches. He stayed on the ground, and he was rolling around. Or right, get up and run. They got to touch you. <laughs> Mag, did yeah. you notice that? I mean, he had, look, he had 15 targets, seven catches. He should have, uh, I don't know, if he catches everything that hits his hands, he probably would have had nine nine catches instead of only seven for about 150 yeah, yards. Yeah, he dropped a couple. He dropped a couple. No, I, 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 I can tell you uh, what. Uh, uh, I want to know who you like. Who? I want to know who you like to make the team. But I like that kid Davis because he reminds me of Colston. Jack Davis, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have as good a game as he had the last week in practice. And, um, you know, that'll be interesting to see either him or A.T. Perry because A.T. Perry had – he didn't have a strong um, offseason like OTAs in minicamp. And the one thing that he has going for him, and he was drafted in the sixth round, and, you know, it doesn't matter if if you get beat out. But the one thing uh, with A.T. Perry compared – to Shaq Davis, I would think uh, that just because he's the draft pick, 
that he has the edge over Mac and um, Francis. If you look tonight, uh, A.T. Perry got targeted four times. He had three catches. Um, 12 yards. 12 yards, yeah. a long gain of six. And then Shaq Davis had six targets, two catches. One of them was kind of behind him. He, he could have caught for – he had that one 11-yard gain. That, uh, I could see that A.T. Perry would be on the actual roster and Shaq Davis would be on the practice squad. So they'll cut him and try and sign him back. That's what I think. Yeah, it was one of those things at the end of the game we kept seeing Jake Hayner kept trying to target Kroll, Kroll, Kroll. It's like, please throw it to Shaq or somebody else. Well, because I guarantee when they go look at the film and they could tell him, uh, look. Oh, there was the one. He missed Ellis Merriweather in the flat that one time. Yes, and then dumping it off to get the first down on four down when he got picked off the last one. But uh, I I can tell you, uh, you know, we're going to give Diamond in the rough and all that, but two – Two individual players that aren't diamonds in the rough because their household names. I got to give a game ball out uh, to Jameis Winston. What? And Jimmy Graham. But you hate Jameis Winston. Why would I hate Jameis Winston <laughs> when he produces? Huh? I mean, he had a quarterback rating of 104 and a half. I mean, hey. Now, I'm not saying he's had that every week. I'm just making fun from the text line always. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, hey, listen, I hope Jameis uh, does well if he's in there because that means the Saints are doing good. Come on. Back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this. Back on the point after the Saints preseason finale, going down to the Houston Texans 17-13. to They wrap up exhibition play with a 2-1 record, just two more Weeks till we get the real deal. Saints hosting the Tennessee Titans week one in the Caesar Superdome. But tonight, Bobby, what's bugging you about tonight's game? Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. Well, what's bugging me is that, um, I don't know, it's a good enough sample size. You might say, well, uh, not really if you count Alvin Kamara, uh, who's the team's best running back. Okay, so if you look at it that way, uh, then I can understand your argument because when he would have uh, the opportunity uh, to run the football for us, uh, uh, put it to you this way. Now, I look at Alvin Kamara. He's run the ball three times. You remember he had that long gain for 12 yards, so 4.7-yard average. But if you look at where we're at, and this is going to be a problem, I'm telling you, if, if, and I don't know if we will be able to, can we run the ball against the Titans? I don't know. They have a kick-ass D-line. Uh, we have not run the ball in the preseason. I know that. If you look at it, we came into the game. Like here we uh, like averaging 2.9 yards a carry and a big enough sample size, 54 attempts, uh, you know, and then 156 yards with 2.9. Well, if we take away the quarterback runs, well, quarterback runs do count. But I'm talking about traditionally stopping the run like, like a Derrick Henry or a running back. So uh, without the quarterback runs, uh, the Texans, uh, we ran the ball, I should say, against Houston, uh, 19 carries for 59 yards. So we went from 2.9 to 3.1. Uh, I would, that would not be bugging me if they would say, oh, well, you know what, uh, after the preseason we average instead of 3.1 like we did today, 4.1. Something as simple as that. Now, I think you want to be if you most, one of the most prolific offenses running you want to be four and a half, four point seven, somewhere around there. But I would even take four point one right now. So that's just bugging me because I don't know, and we have not established the run this preseason at all. Uh, like I said, you only get Kyle Kamara with three runs, but he's not going to be there. 
to start the preseason. And as far as our draft pick uh, guard, uh, Sal Vaderi, um, he's even more behind than pinning. I mean, uh, let me tell you right now. Saints uh, moved up all the way to number first pick in the fourth Sal round. Sal Vaderi right now, he ain't beating out no Cesar Ruiz. He ain't uh, beating out um, Andrews Pete. He's not beating out James Hurst. He ain't even uh, beating out Throgmorton. Okay, you know, journeyman now, in, in, in Throgmorton's defense, I'm not getting down on him, but he's uh, really a backup, but we've counted on him. We look at Throgmorton. I've said this before on Sports Talk, Steve. Calvin Throgmorton, he's not going in his third year. He started like 20 games already. Uh, and they would not put uh, Sal DeVere ahead of Throgmorton right now in a real game. And so, I mean, it was one or two plays I know I saw tonight, but he got got whooped. And then, um, so, I don't know. I'm telling you, we have two linemen that everybody would want. For sure, one. That'd be Ryan Ramchek and I think our center McCoy. And then Cesar Reeves is, is trending uptick. You know, like on the uptick, oh, he's... Right, at least the arrow's going up yeah, there. Yeah, the arrow's going up there, but as far James as... James Hurst is kind of level. James Hurst is always going to be level. I mean, you can't... Act, he, he's steady. He's uh, he's the good insurance policy. You Absolutely know, That right. actually, you pay your premium, then they deliver. Not you pay your premium, and then they cheat you, or they, they fold. No, he's one guy you can count on. But um, that's where I'm a little spoiled compared. That's going to continuously bug me because I was kind of spoiled on the Sean and Drew. At least, well, no, we were amongst the best offensive line in the whole league. That's what's bugging Bobby about today's game. What's bugging you? You can chime in on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Coming out to your calls right after the break here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Looking forward to hearing from you right here on The Point after Steve Geller along with Bobby Bear. We're going to hit up Zoe on line three. What you got for us tonight, Zoe? Hello? Zoe, hello. Are you there? Zoe, I kind of... Go on once. Zoe, you Go there? twice. Sorry, Zoe. Give us a call back if you can with a better line. Kyle on line four will hit you up. What you got for us tonight, Kyle? Hey, guys. <clears throat> so, Bobby, I got I got four questions for you before I send you off on a tangent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get, get them all out, and then, I, then I'll listen. Okay, all right. Off the air. All right. Uh, first of all, did Lucas, I mean, did uh, uh, Nico Lalos, in your opinion, do enough to make the team tonight? Secondly, does A.T. Perry remind you of Marcus Colston? Because he sure as hell reminds me of Marcus Colston. Thirdly, do you think uh, uh, Shaq Davis is going to make the team? And fourth of all, do we have to endure Traquan Smith another season? I'm going <laughs> to let you go. Hope you can remember all of that. Thanks. Yeah, Thank you, Kyle. Uh, Okay, uh, as far as uh, Lalos, uh, man, I don't, I don't think he's gonna make our team, but he's gonna make some NFL team. I mean, I know they definitely want him on the practice squad, and um, but it depends on the depth of another team. Uh, but he was again productive. If you look, he had two total tackles, one in a, um, one unassisted, two total. He had a sack. He had a quarterback hurry. He had a tackle for loss. We all know the game he had against the Chargers. For one quarter, was like as good as anybody ever. The numbers, when he, whether it was a tackle for loss, a quarterback hurry, a sag, pass defended, uh, he, he was doing everything. So I don't think, because um, the numbers game, that he's going to end up 
you know, uh, making the team, but I think they'd want him around. But some other team might uh, pick him up. As far as um, A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis, they can remind you of Marcus Coastal, but they got to do something first. Man, Marcus Coastal, look at a great, you might say, well, that's like remind you so you can see the potential. But that's like right now, the A.T. Perry or Shaq Davis, they're like the poor, poor man, uh, Marcus Coastal. You got you to go out there and do it. Now, as far as uh, Traquan, I mean, uh, Traquan, he's kind of a mystery. I, I don't, because I'm gonna tell you what he did at the beginning of practice. Now that seems I will like say a ancient. positive was there were reports that Jeff Nowak was saying on the sideline that at least he was there tonight at the game. We hadn't seen Traquan in forever, even just in street clothes at practice. Well, but, but I, I've I've witnessed him work out with the trainers, so I don't. That was even a long time ago. Yeah, too. that's what I'm saying. That seems like that was ancient. <laughs> was that two weeks ago plus or something? Definitely seems like ancient and history. So, I know, I'm telling you, as good as I've witnessed, a receiver going against defensive backs, and we got good defensive backs, top quality defensive backs, as good as it gets in the uh, in the league as far as when you go to top three, you know.
from what you've done so far. So I appreciate them, and we'll continue to grow together. Saints rookie quarterback Jake Hayner after today's uh, Saints preseason loss in the finale to the Houston Texans. He had a pretty rough go in his final outing in the preseason, Bobby. What was his worst outing? 17-38, 172 yards and two interceptions. Also uh, was sacked two times. The bright spot, I guess he had you could two say. Nice runs. I, I mean, was going to say he yeah. was tied for the lead in rushing yards yeah. on the team with Ellis Merriweather, 32 yards. Yeah, he had a long gain of 26. Uh, he ended up having uh, two carries, 32 yards uh, total. So, no, he can make plays with his feet, process information. He said, oh, I've only had 20 practice in the games, and I understand all that. So, where he has to get better, what I was a little disappointed because I didn't see this necessarily in practice, and they're not really game planning to stop you in a preseason game. It's all about your decision-making and how you process. You know, don't get greedy. Take the check down, and you get the yards after the catch, understanding the circumstance. You don't always have to hit chunk plays. And at this day and age, uh, you know, we always give all the quarterbacks who don't do this. I mean, uh, if you go seven, what's 50% of, of 38? If you have 38 attempts, what's, what's uh, 50%, Steve? Now think about that. Uh, so with 38 19? divided by divided by two, okay, 19. You know how many passes he completed? 17. Hmm. Um, what? Steve, yeah, we don't like that at all. That's not even 50 percent. Right. We need you close to like to, uh, 65, 70 percent. So just this is that, the NFL, baby. So that's just decision making. Uh, looking at that, where because uh, he could throw. Uh, he has an NFL arm. I'm not, you know. Watching him throw and all that, he can make the throw just knowing where to go with the ball, and um, and then all of a sudden, let's say you are playing, they're gonna get like a month of film on you, or you know four or five, six games. Then they start game planning of what you do best and how the chess match, how you have to adjust. Then that's why you better know where to go with the ball, not just like predetermined. I'm just one. I just I just want to throw it to crawl. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter what the coverage is. No, because a couple of times it seems like, no, no I, I don't think you're reading anything because you, you can see him processing stuff in practice, and, but I don't, I don't think he didn't look freaked out to me. But a lot of times, like even uh, the, the, he had two interceptions. They could have had more. I think they dropped a couple of them. So he could have had about four. You know how uh, when you – now maybe sometimes you didn't have confidence in the pass protection – but even when, you know, you're looking downfield, the NFL, you can't almost stare at the receiver you're throwing to. Or let's say if you're looking right, you have to realize where the safety, if you're not influencing the safety, how that safety came down and should have intercepted that one. There was a play you talked about how he kind of looked off the defender and then made the right throw. Uh, 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 well, no, the, the one I, I, I that one, you can see look off the defender made the right throw. But another time he was like looking, wanted to go left and didn't like that. But then all of a sudden, when you're wheeling back, you got to push the safety again away because he just looked left and just took for granted that this guy was going to be on when he came back. And that safety, he didn't get influence, you know, as far as uh, with your eyes and stuff. So he broke up on that ball and almost intercepted it. Grabbing another cup of coffee on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network as we'll be right back right after this. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Two more weeks, we'll be standing up and getting crunk for that regular season home opener against the Houston, uh, the Tennessee Titans, which will kick off at noon. And like I said, two weeks in the Caesar Superdome. Tonight, though, we wrapped up the preseason, the finale, the Saints going down. But, Bobby, uh, still plenty to look forward to. We got the cuts coming up on Tuesday down to the 53-man roster. I know you're looking at the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, though, right now. Something yeah. standing out. Well, before I read that, Steve, uh, boy, that kind of uh, piqued my interest when you said you almost said Houston. But, you know, there's a Houston connection because the Tennessee Titans used to be the Houston Oilers. Right. So, you look, Houston Texans, you know, uh, because that's uh, you know the Adams, Bud Adams, his daughter owns the team now, so it's, it's that's old school Houston Oilers when you're playing uh, the Tennessee Titans. So I thought that was kind of Houston, Houston back to back. But on the text line, we have uh, let me see, this is from zero nine seven zero. He says, Bobby, the last Saints O line draft pick to make the grade uh, was Eric McCoy. Have we had uh, a scouting change since McCoy's uh, draft class? No, uh, Steve, you might be able to help me with this, or I wish we had all hands on deck. But, but like um, Jeff Ireland and all, I, I, I don't know of any significant changes because uh, they haven't exactly had uh, slam dunks. Ryan Ramchek's a slam dunk. I Was think. Terry Fontenot already gone when we drafted McCoy? Like going to Atlanta? See, I, I don't know. I'm trying to. It's kind of late in the night. I'm trying right, to figure out. I can't think the, offhand yeah. if he was still around, but that was de- definitely the biggest then, name that the, would be gone. The one thing I, I would say, hopefully, this would be the case of Sal DeVere. Now, he wouldn't, you know, draft it where Cesar Ruiz was, but I think Cesar Ruiz, like we said earlier, is trending in, in the right direction. So, considering uh, where we drafted him, and then you look at McCoy, you look at Ryan Ramchek, you look at Andrew Speed. That's one thing. Um, we miss more than we've hit on, like, high-drafted offensive linemen. Right. You know, like, even, like, look at Jari Evans where he was drafted. Um, 
you look at uh, was Toronto, what was Toronto? Toronto Armstead wasn't a first rounder. Was he a second rounder? No, I think he was later too out of Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. Because I want to say he he had the greatest like combine workout ever. You know that being uh, you know Toronto Armstead. We look at Carl Nix and Jari Evans where they were drafted, but we has haven't been to third me, rounder for uh, Toronto. Oh, okay, third round. So that but he plays like a first rounder. <laughs> Uh, but when you look at, uh, I would say, as far as early picks, like first round and have to work out, you know, like Cam Jordan-like, but on the offensive side, right? you'd have to say uh, Ryan Ramchek and McCoy have worked out. Pause and, real- and McCoy was early second round. So. we got to pause real quick for 10 seconds. Let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. As we get ready to close things out here, I want to say thanks to behind the scenes of Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, assistant producer Ian Hoke, associate producer Scott Colomb, studio producers Charlie Long, Chris Coleman, and Cullen Steele, plus station engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. On behalf of our Saints radio broadcast team, Mike Haas, Deuce McAllister, Jeff Nowak, and Robert Carroll, thank you for listening to Saints football. Be sure to join us in two weeks when the black and gold open the regular season against those Tennessee Titans in the Caesar Superdome. I'm Steve Geller. Talk to you soon on the Community Coffee Saints radio network. Cajun Cannon, say good night. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints! Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.